The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Welcome to the Songwriter Connection Podcast, where we look at the craft of songwriting through the eyes of the songwriter. Each week, we make a connection with a music maker, listen to their songs, and hear their stories. From Nashville, Tennessee, here's your host, Dave Lenahan. Yeah, I'm all about the stories, all about the stories behind the songs and the journey that our songwriters take. And we have a great story to share with you today. People always ask, do you have to move to Nashville to make it as a songwriter? We're going to try to answer that question today. We've got a great writer who hails from Indiana, although you probably wouldn't know it, uh, because she's here all the time and has made quite an impact and has built quite a network for herself. Tracy Richardson is our guest. Tracy, thanks for being with us. How are you today? Good morning, Dave. I'm great. How are you? I am so good. And we've got a visit from my kitty. (laughs) (laughs) There's Juliet trying to join the podcast Oh, sweetie, this is it's it's a Juliet world. We just we just live in it. Yep. <laughs> She's physically on the dining room table, which has become a very important part of our podcast. Having live music around uh, the dining room table, and Tracy brought her piano, and we're going to have it today. Absolutely, awesome. Yeah. Looking forward to it. Thank you so much for having me. Well, thanks for being on. Yeah. yeah. So you hail from Indiana? Yes. Lived there all my life. All your life. Mm-hmm. And um, but you've made an impact here in Nashville. Talk a little bit about that journey because you know we get that question a lot. Do I have to move uh, to Nashville? Yeah. And um, you know, it, it I mean it doesn't hurt, but I mean it, it's not a good thing to just sell the house and quit the job and move to Nashville. And I'm going to be a star kind of thing, right? Right. Right. Yeah. Well, I've so been coming. Do? I've been coming down since about 2012. I joined wow. NSAI in 2012. Came to song camp. Um, then I started coming to songwriting conferences and mm-hmm. retreats and things like that. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. About once a year or twice a year. And then about five years ago, I just really got a little more serious about it and mm-hmm. started spending every vacation day I could imagine <laughs> in Nashville. You know, just coming down, writing with people. And my my philosophy has been be bold. Mm. Because people can tell you no. Yeah. If, if you ask them to write or if you ask to do a round... And yeah. they tell you no, that's great, that's fine. At least you know. Yes. At least you've tried. My and philosophy's so, always been the answer is always no unless you ask. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. Right. Sometimes you get a yes. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. And you mentioned NSAI, and I just want to back up because we've talked a little bit about NSAI yes. on the show in the past. It's Nashville Songwriters Association International. Yes. And they've got chapters everywhere, and there's probably one near you. Absolutely. In Annapolis. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Find your nearest NSAI join. And, and, and the things they do are amazing. You mentioned Song Camp. Yes. So uh, I know writers who have gone to Song Camp, um, met with writers there, and still write with them years and years. They, they make connections that last for years. Right. And great collaborations built uh, through NSAI. So, right. Yeah. yeah, and I had never um, been on a co-write before that. Mm. And so I met a couple of people that I started co-writing with at that very first song camp, you know, I'd, I'd never thought of writing a song with someone else because I had done it by myself yeah. for so many years. So um, that was a revelation to me. And it was yeah. good because then you realize, oh, having more brains in the room is a good thing. 
just a couple weeks back, we did a whole show with Nancy Deccan of Discover Sooner uh, and uh, Cindy Torres, who uh, who wrote with Garth Brooks uh, in Lone Sip Dove and uh, Dallas Remington. And we talked mm. all on the show about co-writing, the importance, yep. how to do it, why you do it. Uh, so go back and if you've heard that one, go back and listen yes. to that one. So, mm-hmm. but that opened up a whole new world for you, huh? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And so now I co-write all the time yeah. um, and I do it mostly in the evenings cause I have a day job uh-huh. that's pretty demanding. Yeah. Um, but mm-hmm. I love to write in the evenings and on the weekends, just wherever I can squeeze that in that's mostly awesome. through zoom, unless I'm here in Nashville. And then I love to be in the same room, the same physical room with people. That's one thing that COVID taught us that we can work from home. We can zoom, uh, writes and, uh, and a lot of people are taking advantage of doing just that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank goodness. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. you have just made so many wonderful uh, network connections. And we talk time and time again about, um, you know, I, I have to tell you, I was on a podcast recently and I've always said, it's not who you know, it's who knows you. Right. Mm. And on this podcast, the host added a thing to that. It's who's willing to say they know you. Ooh, that's good. And that's exactly what I said. Ooh, I'm writing that down. I'm going to share that on my podcast. Yes. Who you know, who knows you, and who is willing to say they they know know you. you. That's why we call this show The Songwriter Connection. Because each week we make a connection. Like we are with Dr. Tracy Richardson today. (laughs) You are a doctor. Yes, I have a PhD in counseling, actually. Um, Mm -hmm. My undergraduate training was in music therapy. Um, So, yeah, when I was 18, I didn't know how to come to Nashville. I knew I wanted to eventually and -hmm. and thought I would be a performer and a songwriter and all those things. But I had no clue how to make that happen because I didn't know anybody here. Mm -hmm. So um, I did go to college close to home, found a program called Music Therapy. And I was really intrigued by that. And so I've been a music therapist for 30 plus years. Yeah, working with... Uh, people in hospice, people with developmental disabilities, people with cancer, just, you know, music as we know mm. is such a powerful tool. It is. Um, and, and you know, just a powerful thing. It's a force in people's lives. Mm-hmm. You know, it starts with us when we're young and we can always, when we hear those songs mm-hmm. that from our youth or from an important time in our life, it takes us right back there. It can be healing. It can be transformative. Um, and you can even use music therapy with people who have had physical disabilities like a really? stroke. No. With a, yeah, okay. Wow. So like if you have a stroke, um, sometimes you can't speak afterwards. Sometimes it's, um, you maybe you can speak, but it's not fluent. And you can use the rhythm of music to help people relearn how to speak after a stroke. Unbelievable. So do you do yeah. a lot of that? I don't. That's no? that's sort of a neurological specialty in music mm-hmm. therapy, and that's not really my specialty. But yeah. Um, yeah, it, it is a whole sort of sub-genre, uh, if you will, of music therapy. Tell me a little bit about what you do in your practice then. Sure. Well, I don't have a practice right now because uh-huh. I'm, I'm teaching and I'm a dean at a college, so uh-huh. I have a lot of administrative duties now. Uh-huh. But I've worked a long time um, with cancer patients um, where uh-huh. you walk in the room and you don't know what it's going to be like. You don't know what they're de- dealing with, even if yeah. you know they have cancer. Um, there's one gentleman, I'll just tell his story quickly, um, the nurse... Uh, referred me to go into the room and she said he's been here 30 days in the hospital Mm. and they can't find out exactly what's wrong and so we don't know how to treat it and he's very angry Mm. and I went in and he was with his wife and we got to talking and his face was red he was so angry Mm. and he said 
I'm a farmer and I should be home. I should be with my cows. I should be, you know, bringing in the corn, all this stuff. And mm. I could relate because I grew up on a farm. My a dad's farm. a farmer. Mm-hmm. And so I said, well, would it be okay if I just played some music for you for a few minutes? And he said, sure, it's fine. And I said, what do you like? And they said, we like the old hymns. Ah. And I said, okay, I got that. So I just played and probably five seconds in, they were both tearful. Mm. And then they both started crying. And I stopped at the end of the first verse and I said, is it okay for me to keep going? And they said, yes, keep playing. So I did that for about 15 minutes and they just cried. And at the end of that 15 minutes, they said, we're good. And he looked at his Mm. wife and he said, go home and feed the cows. I'm good. Oh my. So, and he wasn't red faced anymore. He could talk, you know, just naturally and that is such a beautiful it's, story. It's the power of music, you the know, power and, of music. and the connection between humans. It's not like just going in and putting on a CD mm-hmm. for that person. It's that a, a person's in front of you who's caring and who that, wants to give you, who wants to connect with you through the music. That connection again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that one-to-one. Yeah. That's really a powerful story. Mm-hmm. Oh, I bet you just love what you do. I do. Yeah, mm. it's it changes lives. Mm. Mm. Let's talk about songwriting. You recently won a big award from American Songwriter Magazine. I did. January and February. And that is really an honor. I know. Uh, that was a lyric uh, songwriting contest, yes. right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, their lyric contest, they hold six times a year. Um, goes with their editions that come out every other month. And I have entered a couple of times before, you know, the lyric contest or the song contest. Yeah. Um, you know, because we all love our songs and we all think oh, that yeah. they're the best things sure. <laughs> since sliced bread. <laughs> Um, and, but this particular time I had sent in, I submitted a couple of lyrics and then at the very last minute I thought, I don't know if this other song is any good according to anybody else's standards, but I'm just going to submit it. And that's the one that won. Oh so. my, meant a lot to you. Yeah. yeah it was a I've personal. i always said if it does, and it's, you know, sometimes people say, is it too personal? And I said, well, if, it, if you've got something out of it, maybe... It'll somebody reach somebody. Yeah, well, yeah. So obviously, that's the case with you. And we're going to hear that song a little bit later in the podcast. So stick around for that. It's a powerful song. You're going to, going to love it. We like to have music around the dining room table, Tracy. So how about you start us off with a song? I Tell mean, us uh, the story behind it. And sure. Maybe you, we, that song that you maybe you co-wrote and how the idea became uh, a song. Yeah. So. so I'll start with one called Pine Needle. And I wrote this several years ago. Um, and... I'm very honored that it's being used by music therapists in hospice work um, with the families and they do memorial services, you know, after someone passes away, like once a year, they'll do a, excuse me, a memorial service for the families. Yeah. And so this is one that's being used in that way. That's fantastic. Take a Mm. quick drink. Take a quick drink. I have a, uh, a broadcast friend, unfortunately, who is in hospice care right now in Cincinnati. Mm, yeah. And we're praying for him every day. Sure. Mm. So this is, this mm. is called Pine Needle. Pine Needle, okay. Mm-hmm. And it started from just a morning walk and wow. noticing little pine needles on the on the trees and just how mm. fragile they looked. So that's where oh, this came from. Wow. Tracy Richardson's our guest on the Songwriter Connection podcast. Hoping the winter wind won't blow me away I'm a yellow wildflower Reaching for the sunlight 
Praying the cloudbursts don't drown me today I still love you though you left me And you left me long ago I don't know if I can make it on my own I'm a baby sparrow Waiting for my first flight Working up the courage to soar from the nest I'm a golden sunrise Fighting off the dark night Holding back the evening stars Till I'm ready to rest I still love you though you left me And you left me long ago had magical properties it could transport you in time you know um in in that respect it's a time machine yeah uh, but it's so much more that, that emotional connection uh it can help you heal it can help you move on right uh it can express uh, love and anger all of the emotions mm-hmm. and uh it's just absolutely incredible yeah, yeah. Thanks for joining us today. Oh, thank you Love so much. Love that song. Thank you. Really do. And thanks for sharing that with us. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about your journey. Sure. I, I read somewhere you got your, your mom and dad bought you a piano when you were like nine? Yeah. Upright? Uh, <clears throat> yeah, it was a Kimball. Kimball? Yeah. And uh, I still have it in my house. And I also have I'm one of the weird people that probably has two pianos in their yeah. house. What? I've got my grandpa's piano too because Wonderful. he started me by just letting me sit on his lap and put my hands on his hands. Ah. So when he played by ear, mm-hmm. I felt like I was playing. Nice. So yeah, and then when I was nine, I begged my parents to get me a piano and they did and piano lessons. So every wow. Saturday morning, everybody else was watching cartoons, but uh, I was at piano lessons. Wow. 
Pretty yeah. interesting. Yeah. You play a little guitar too, though, don't you? A little bit, yeah. 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 You're going to have to play a lot more because I know we're going <laughs> to talk later about yeah. your your pro- one of your prizes from yes. the American Songwriter magazine. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, very gifted as well. Mm-hmm. So from a very early age, nine. But then by 15, you're in bands. Yeah. And, and you're in bar bands I and know. things. How did that happen? Well, I was in high school and, you know, um, everybody knew me as a music musician because mm-hmm. I played piano for the choir and all that stuff and uh these three older guys were starting a band and Mm -hmm. they said you want to be the keyboard player and i'm like yes i didn't have a keyboard (laughs) so thank goodness for mom and dad again it's hard to lug around an upright (laughs) kimball right (laughs) so my parents you know bought me a piano or a keyboard and um yeah we played we played bars my parents were there every weekend of course i'm a 15 year old girl you know playing in bars and um but the guys always watched out for me too. Yeah. They always felt like I had all these big brothers that were, you know, yeah. helping to watch out for me. But yeah, I started at fifteen. It was a country band. It was, you know, Ronnie Millsap and John mm. Conley and music. It just was the greatest music. <laughs> Some of those you even opened for. We did. Well, yeah. in that band. No, it was a no. little bit later. So when I was about eighteen, I got with this band called the Don Morris Band mm. and. We um, ended up being the local opener for, like, Randy Travis and George Strait. I mean, big names when they came to Terre Haute. Um, And then we also toured around the Midwest, so we'd go out for about two weeks at a time and then then go back home. Wow. Came down here and cut some demos when I was 18, you know, Ah. and started to get the bug. Was that the first trip to Nashville? (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Started to get the bug. Yeah. Yeah, you know, Nashville has that 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 draw. Mm-hmm. It has yes. some way of drawing you in. <laughs> That's it right. really does. Yeah, <laughs> if, you know, we'd come down and we'd write or we'd spend time here, and then we'd head back to Ohio. And every time you left, you're feeling you're leaving a bit of home. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, so I know that feeling. So I have a yeah. feeling that eventually this will be your home too. Huh? Maybe so. Maybe, Maybe so. Eventually. <laughs> Right now, I'm still working and have yeah. a great job. And sounds um, like it. Yeah. yeah. So you're dean of the college. I'm dean of. Uh, we have different divisions in uh-huh. at the college. Which college I'm, is that? It's Saint Mary of the Woods College. Saint Mary of the Woods. Mm-hmm. It was a women's college for 175 years, wow. and now it's co-ed. No kidding. Um, wow. And growing by leaps and bounds, and mm-hmm. so I'm the dean over the division of arts and social sciences. Oh, how about that? And then I still run. We have a master's program in music therapy, and I'm the director of that. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's amazing. It mm. keeps me busy. <laughs> I bet it does. And you find time to write on the weekends and the evenings. Yeah. You just prioritize it, you know. That's When you it's do. what you love. Awesome. Now, you also wrote a book not too long ago, I huh? did. Um, in 20... Probably, I probably started it in 2018. Um, mm. I had written this song called Superwoman Blues. Ah. And... Um, I had a, a mentor here in town, Amanda William, uh, Amanda Williams, who said, you "I know, you, love her." She said, "You should put a, uh, you should write a book to go with that." And I was like, "I don't know how to write a book," <laughs> but she said, "Just start writing your story." And so I started writing my story, and what emerged was this book that I was able to then sort of bar- market with my CD of Superwoman Blues. Nice. The book is called Who Moved My Cape? Letting <laughs> Go of Your Superwoman Expectations. No And kidding. it's little short chapters. Uh, each one is just a little bit of, uh, it starts with like, here's a myth, mm-hmm. and then it follows with, but here's the truth. Mm. You know, like we all think that sometimes when you're a young mom, 
you get expectations put on you by the world. Mm-hmm. And so how to fight back against that or, you know, Give me we're an example to... of a myth. In, in, in... <laughs> One of the myths in the book was, um, I have to do everything right. And I have to make homemade peanut butter for my kids, <laughs> you know, and the, the reality is Jif is just fine. Just fine. <laughs> it is just fine. <laughs> how about that. Sounds like a great book. Uh, it's out short. There? It's yeah. short. Yeah, it's on Amazon. It's very readable. It's very, mm. you can read it in an afternoon, you know. it's Get it on uh, your Kindle. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. I like to read my books on Kindle right on my phone. It's so, it's just so convenient. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, that's awesome. That is really great. So you met Amanda. Amanda yeah. Williams. Williams. dad was Kim Williams, an yeah. amazing songwriter. We've talked about Kim in mm-hmm. the past on this show. And she's an amazing songwriter, yes, too, and runs is. a group called Songpreneurs. Yes. In mm-hmm. And beautiful lady. And yeah. a beautiful woman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and person, too. And a great yeah. great songwriter. So mm-hmm. uh, love to have her on this show sometime. Yeah. And maybe we'll make that happen. Yeah. You know? Um, but anyway, that's, that's nice. Have, have you written with her? I have. It's mm-hmm. been a couple of years. But Has it yeah, been? we've written a few. You've mm-hmm. written with so many cool people. Well, like I said, Lauren I... Lauren Massetti, one of them, who is <laughs> yeah. an amazing artist here in town. You know, sometimes opportunities just fall in your lap, but you kind of have to be there to catch them. Mm, good point. And so that's one reason I come so much. I want to make relationships with people here. I genuinely love the place and love the people. And, and I think I have been presented with some opportunities yeah. because I'm here and mm-hmm. I hear around and I go up to somebody afterwards and just say, that song was amazing, you know, and sometimes I'm bold enough to say, would you meet me for coffee or, mm. you know, and then maybe that leads to a ride or something. Yeah. I met Lauren Massetti after a Jimmy Webb concert <laughs> here Jimmy in Nashville. Webb, one of the all-time greats. Yeah. Mm. If you don't know it, Google them. Yeah. <laughs> Please. Amazing. You're yeah, going to be if, impressed. If you know anything by Glenn Campbell, then you know Jimmy Webb. Jimmy Webb. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A lineman for the county. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful stuff. Beautiful yeah. melodies as mm-hmm. well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Consider yourself a melody person as well as a lyric person. Yeah. What I mean, your strength? I was very surprised to win a lyric contest. You did? To be honest. Yes, you did. Because um, I have always thought of myself as a melody person. I I kind of like music theory and that kind of stuff. I, I'm a nerd about that. And, <laughs> I am too, though. And I love learning more about melody. I'm actually taking a melody class right now from Are Songtown, yeah, oh, yeah, which is another great organization. Yes, it is. Party um, so, and Play. Uh, yes. Check it out. They're good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Pretty yeah. good group. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think I'm more of a melody person, but, you know, I love to write lyrics, too. So yeah, that's good. a part of it. Good for you. And that's the thing about co-writing we talked about in the past. You know your strengths, and, and you bring that to the table, but so do the other people. Right. And you add all those strengths together, and sometimes two, three heads are better than one. Yeah. Yeah, most times. <laughs> yes, that's a goal. for sure. Now, can you play that Superwoman blues song? Oh, my goodness. Is, or did you have something else in mind? I had something else in mind, but I can do it if you want. You just got yeah. me curious about hearing this song that <laughs> okay. spawned a book. <laughs> well, okay, I wrote this song. A while back, so my kids are grown, and they were young when mm-hmm. I wrote this song, and it just came from a, a real place of like you know, feeling like you have to be superwoman. You're working, and mm. you know, trying to do some music and trying to raise kids, and you know, so just that. And I wanted to put a little funny spin on it. So, <laughs> well, good. Sure, I'll try it. Woke up this morning About 6 a.m. Woke up the kids Took care of them Got myself ready 
Kiss my man goodbye One mission accomplished And now I'm on the fly I need a cape And some real comfy shoes Calls every single day I got the superwoman blues I got to work A thousand things to do I made a list Made coffee too But that phone kept a ringing Wouldn't leave me alone I turned around and it was Time to go I need a cape And some superpowers too Calls every single day I got the superwoman blues Rolled in the drive About quarter to six Gotta help with the homework I got dinner to fix Five loads of laundry Gotta pay the bills Don't know how much longer I can Handle these thrills I need a cape And a phone booth too Every single day I got the Superwoman blues Yeah, I need a cape And an extra strength Tylenol too Cause every single day I got the Superwoman Tracy Richardson, without her cape. Who moved your cape, girl? <laughs> what a fun song. Nice. Going to take a little break. We'll be right back with more with Tracy Richardson on the Songwriter Connection podcast. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You're listening to the Songwriter Connection. Connecting with music makers and hearing their songs and stories. Now back to the show with your host, Dave Linehan. Hey, once again, we do appreciate the listen, and we appreciate the fact that you spread this around. We're over 200,000 streams and downloads and subscriptions, and no matter where you're hearing this right now, uh, share, tell a friend, put it on your socials. I appreciate you so much, and thanks for listening to Songwriter Connection Podcast. Very interesting podcast today with music therapist, songwriter, uh, Tracy Richardson. Uh, Tracy is an amazing person, and thank you for sharing your story with us, Tracy. Thank you so much for having me, Dave. It's my pleasure. <laughs> Thanks for playing the blues song. <laughs> I love the blues. And you got the whole thing. Oh, yeah. 
Mm. It's that feeling. I mean, sometimes, and when I play that for a room that has a lot of women in it, they're like, yes. I'll bet. I relate. (laughs) On their feet, right along with you. Yeah, absolutely. So much truth in that. Absolutely. Yeah. So um, (laughs) we we had you recently at the 12 Keys uh, Saloon, which is a little... um, it's it's a it's a it's a beer joint with a music problem. That's the owner of it. And it's a, it's a little tiny place around the corner from where I live in Hermitage, and uh, it's it really is becoming a magical place and a cool hang for for songwriters. You were there Saturday and yeah. you did a round and you blew us away. Oh, uh, thank you. Very very good job, and you're welcome back anytime. Mm. But I you love do, it there. I love it. It's a great you? place. Yeah. yeah, it's so. It's like an intimate little place. Everybody knows each other. Just kind of like Cheers. It is. You know, everybody knows each other. We even have a norm. Yeah. <laughs> norm McDonald comes in. We go, Norm! <laughs> so, but yeah, it's, it's really fun. And um, we, we just love to invite all the songwriters in and, and just swap stories and songs. It's, it's really a cool place. I think you can have a place like that no matter where you live. If you're not in Nashville, and again, it's talking about coming into Nashville. Do you need to live in Nashville? You can build these communities of your own. We did that in Cincinnati, and I'm sure you're NSA, NSA chapter uh, in Indiana did the same thing. Yes. We found places we could play. Mm-hmm. And we put together rounds. In fact, we bought a lamp. <laughs> and we would put ourselves around the lamp and pretend like we were at the Bluebird. I love it. And it, it was fun. And then whenever we had pro writers come in, uh, we would have them sign the lamp. You know, you could do things like this. Yeah. You get your music out there. Mm-hmm. You can start getting those network um, tentacles out there and start meeting people. Uh, you don't have to be here in Nashville, do you? Right. No. Yeah. I mean, it's a great place to be, but I think you can make it work from other places, you know, at least mm-hmm. starting starting out and, and getting to know people. and That's the important thing. Mm-hmm. How often do you come to town? I'm here about every four to six weeks. Four and to six I try weeks. to come, you know, four days at a time, like maybe a Friday through a Monday or something like that. And you pack a lot into those four days. I do. Well, you know, it's precious time. It is. And so, yeah, I try to do rights. I try to do rounds. I try to go out and hear other people. It's not just about me getting my songs out there, but I oh, want to yeah. hear other people and support other songwriters and yeah. get to know them. Find out where the bar is. And yes. Are your songs hitting that bar? Yes. You know? Yeah. yeah. Like, for instance, you went, uh, after you played Saturday, mm-hmm. you went over to the Bluebird. I did, yeah. I went I went to dinner with Nancy Deckett and, um, and George. And George. And yeah. afterwards, I thought, you know, I think I've got time to get to the Bluebird. I don't have a ticket, but I am going to just, you know, just... Take it on faith that there's going to be one left. And what do I have to lose? Mm-hmm. So I booked it on over to, to the Bluebird, and they had one seat left in the pews. Wow. And I got to hear Steve Seskin and Gretchen Peters and Mark mm. Beeson and Lauren Weintraub. And it was a, an amazing experience. Amazing writers. Yeah. Oh. Anytime that you can go hear somebody at the Bluebird is, is amazing. They mm. are just, that's the bar. Yeah, it is the yeah. bar. Yeah. It is the most amazing place to watch songs. Yeah. Um, and songwriters. And first of all, if you've ever been to the Bluebird, I will tell you, it's hard to get tickets. You got lucky, didn't I you? Did. You know. <laughs> but when you're there, the placards on the table say, shh, you know, you respect the music. Absolutely. And I've seen them kick people out mm-hmm. for, for not, you know, 
uh, uh, adhering to their rules, let's say. Right. You know, yeah. I was, I remember one guy warned a couple of times. Mm. Finally said, sir, you're out of here. This is I've a been kicked out of better places than this. And I'm thinking, no, you haven't. Right. No, you have not. <laughs> you obviously don't know where you're at, sir. Right. But, um, yeah. And that for me is the bar. That, it, that's it is. the goal is yeah. like to eventually be a peer to mm. these folks that I respect so much. Yeah. Know? Yeah. You're going to try to play there tonight, aren't you? I'm going to try. Yeah. I'm going to, you know, it's a whole process of just getting online and they only take a few people for their open mic uh, on Monday. Monday. And mm-hmm. so if, if you are lucky enough to get in in time online, then. Then you get, get in. Oh, We're yeah, right. Yeah. 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 I've absolutely. played a couple of times there for the yeah. open mic. And yeah. it's just a thrill. Just knowing the music and the people that have been in that place, mm. the careers that have, have started. You you look around on the walls. There was a couple there the other night that they were looking at a picture on the wall and they didn't know who it was. They were mm. a young couple. Yeah. And I, I heard their discussion and I said, are you trying to figure out who that is? And they said, yeah. And I said, it's Chris Christofferson. Oh, my God. I said, look him up. Two K's. <laughs> Chris Christopherson with gay. I said, look him up. They so, didn't know who he was. They didn't know who he was. Crazy. No. Yeah. Younger, you know, younger folks. <laughs> when you're sitting in the round, when they have it set up, they don't always have it set up in the round. Sometimes it's on the stage. But when you're in the round, uh, I was on the side by where the stage normally is, watching my friends Billy Lee and, uh, um, and Troy Castellano was playing yes. in this round. Mm-hmm. And, great writers. Yes, great writers. And, and on the wall right behind Tracy is this huge portrait of Chris Christopherson. Yeah. And it looks like he was looking right over his shoulder. So I snapped that picture and I go, I said to Troy, I said, Troy, if you get the feeling that when you're playing, there's somebody looking over your shoulder. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I think he was trying to steal a line or two mm-hmm. from you. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, yes, it is that feeling that when you step on that stage or when you play in that round, it's just un- undescribable. But it is kind of like um, what we call Ryman the mother church of country music. I would have to say that is the mother church of songwriting. Yes. It really is. And they do have pews, like you said. Yeah. There is a, a little portion back there that are, they have pews set up like in church. Mm-hmm. And and I guess that comes from the Ryman. Uh, those aren't the actual pews that were in the Ryman, mm-hmm. but kind of an homage to uh-huh. uh, Ryman Auditorium. Uh, and the Bluebird, if you've never been there, it's, it seats about, what, 65 people? I, I'm not sure, but yeah, it's not. It's not less than 100. Yeah. But... It's a captive audience. You can hear somebody across the room clear their throat. You can. (laughs) I mean, it's... Intimate and just, you know, uh, you want to see how good your songs are performing around like that with people listening. Can they touch people? Does it touch them in the heart? Does it... That's where you find, are your songs really working? Right. So you got to get them out there, folks. And, And again, you don't have to come to Nashville to do that. You can do that in your own hometown. Just find places. Find a group of people that have like minds like you yeah. uh, that love to, to, to write songs, love mm-hmm. the craft of songwriting. I, yeah, I can't stress that enough. Yeah. Well, let's hear another story behind a song and another song. Maybe one that you co-wrote. Um, sure. Um, who would you like to, to talk about this? Let's talk about somebody. Yeah. All right. Well, let's let's talk about Lauren Massetti. She's oh, amazing. I absolutely love her. Met her for the first time this year at the Songwriter Festival in Gatlinburg. Yeah. Uh, but had been a fan for a long time. She's yeah. an Ohio girl. Uh-huh. Tell a little bit about her story. Well, I don't know her whole story. Uh-huh. I just know she's been performing since she was a little, little bitty girl. baby thing. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, and uh, yeah, she's on American Idol. She was on American Idol. She's just a great performer, great writer. She performs around Nashville mm-hmm. a lot and writes a lot. And I just was fortunate enough to meet her uh, after the Jimmy Webb concert. Mm. And we just got to talking and I just felt a connection. And wow. I said, would you be open to writing sometime? You know, so we got to know each other first, obviously. Yeah. And, and so we, we've written, I think two or three times and, wow. and I think we've gotten great songs each time. Oh, I'll bet. I don't see how it couldn't be. Yeah. yeah. You're going to play one of those for us? Yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, this is called Jesus is the reason. This is oh. the first time I've done this. Um, Lauren really? actually has it on uh, Facebook. She has a version of it and she does really? it much better than me, but I'll put my, my stamp on it. Okay. Big green tree, all lit up, sipping on the eggnog in this cup, and it's sweet like the grace I've been given by the hand of God. And the scent of the pine reminds me I'm alive to tell you about that baby boy. He's the hope that we're needing, the message we're believing. Christmas is the season. Jesus is the reason Got a big red bow on a gift for me Right next to my grandma's nativity Got a couple broken pieces But we leave them cause of what they mean And the soft yellow glow of the star That we know led the shepherds to that holy babe He's the hope that we're needing, the message we're believing. Christmas is the season, Jesus is the reason. It's so much more than a trip to the store and a sleigh ride around the world. It's God, it's a king, it's a new beginning, knit together in a virgin girl. Sit in a pew on Christmas Eve Squeezing everybody in close to me It's family and friends and faces that I've never seen We'll be feeling the love coming from above And His name is Emmanuel He's the hope that we're needing The message we're believing Christmas is the season Jesus is the reason mm-hmm. Jesus is the reason Oh yeah <laughs> You know that's a beautiful song. Thank you. You and Lauren Machetti, Jesus yeah. is the Reason. Mm-hmm. You know, you've, you've opened up a whole new uh, can of worms here. We could talk, a, we could do a whole show, on, and we're going to do this sometime, on Christmas songs. Yeah. Because you could, I know writers who have made a living doing, they call uh, Corey Lee Barker uh, Mr. Christmas, because he has so many Christmas songs, oh. and he gets them placed in movies and stuff, and, and on, on, on CDs and uh, by different artists. Yeah. Um, and then there's, Randy Brooks, who I want to have mm-hmm. on this show one of these days. He's a great guy, and he wrote 
Grandma got run over by a Yeah. Everybody knows the song, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. And uh, boy, I tell you, making a living <laughs> on yeah. that song right Yes, there. absolutely. Yeah. Well, we, you know, we connected that day. We had a right scheduled, and it was right before Christmas, maybe three yeah. weeks. And that was just this last this December. Last okay, mm-hmm. wow. And, you know, we just got to talking about what Christmas meant to us and some of our memories and mm-hmm. and this started to come out and that's just the magic of songwriting. Two hours later we had a song that we were proud of. Wow. Doesn't always happen that fast. No. That's really cool what it does. Yeah. And you know and Christmas songs don't always happen around Christmas time. Right. Um you know, a lot of times those artists that are releasing Christmas songs, they're recording these in July. Right. <laughs> June, yeah. July. Yeah. In August. So uh, you never know when that spirit hits you, but it is important to have Christmas songs in your repertoire. Yes. If you're playing out a lot and you're sharing your songs around Christmas time, it's good to pull those songs out. And you Absolutely. know, Tracy, I've made it, I got to make it a point to write more Christmas songs. Yeah. I really do. I need a few more. Yeah. In my uh, in my repertoire, yeah, I always fall back on the same two, three. You know, mm-hmm. so, they're fun to write. It's fun to yeah. try to find a, a different angle. You know, there's so many holiday yeah. songs that have been written, but to yeah. just find, you know, maybe find your own story. I wrote one last year that was about our. Uh, it's called Christmas Memory. I haven't released it or anything, but it's just about the fact that we always put the tree in the same corner. We always uh-huh. put the same decorations, and yeah. just how warm and familiar that is and how it feels so good to just have yeah. that thing being always the that that process that um tradition that tradition mm-hmm. yeah it's all about tradition yes <laughs> yeah, absolutely well let's talk more about this uh this big award you got from mm. songwriter magazine yeah um you talked a little bit about it but it's it's a special song special meaning yeah and uh really came from your heart so mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, last spring, um, my husband of 33 years, uh, he, he had MS for our mm. entire marriage. We, we sort of battled MS, mm. but we did not know he had a heart condition. And, mm. um, so he went in the hospital last spring in March and, um, had had a heart attack and didn't even know it. It was didn't a silent know. heart attack. Uh. And, um, he, uh, they told him he'd actually had a previous one cause they can tell, you mm. know, and but we did everything, you know, uh, he got stents while he was there and he seemed to tolerate those pretty well. And the kids were, all three of the kids and I were there every day with him for 10 days. And we were, then the kids went home, <clears throat> excuse me, because, uh, he was supposed to be discharged. And so we were just waiting for him to be discharged and he ended up, um, his heart just stopped mm. and they tried everything to revive him and, and they couldn't. So, oh. You know, we lost him and it was just way too long, too young. And you would, I don't know, you know, like I said, he had MS all those years, but you're never prepared for that. Mm. It doesn't matter. doesn't matter. What has come before. You're just not prepared. And I have to say, because I would kick myself later if I didn't say this, he is the main reason I got to come to Nashville for these last 10 years and especially the last five, because he knew I loved it. He knew I really wanted to pursue professional songwriting and he would say <laughs> he'd look at his calendar and he'd say isn't it about time for you to go back to Nashville mm. and uh, and we would just laugh about it and I'm like you're so supportive I can't you know and what it meant for him was he had to get friends to help him get into bed at night and mm. things like that because that was you know he relied on me a lot for a lot of physical things so Anyway, he was my biggest cheerleader. Yeah. So that's this song. After he passed away, about two weeks later, I was on a walk and it started to come out. And 
over time, it just sort of, you know, evolved into a song. He was a musician as well, right? Yeah, he was a great drummer. Mm -hmm. He really was a great drummer. He could tell you how to do a lick, Mm -hmm. break it down. You know, even stuff by like Toto, he was he was really good. Had you ever played together? You were in the bands and stuff. We we tried when we first got married, but we also we really wanted to put our focus on our family, and you. we knew that if we That's got important. in a band, we would be out playing every Friday and Saturday night, and wouldn't be there with our kids. And we had kids because we wanted kids, and so yeah. to us that was important. You know, yeah. other people figured out how to do it, obviously, but we just um, we wanted that one to be home with them. So figured it out together. Yeah, yeah. But he was supportive, and he pushed you in that direction. Yeah, and supported your dreams. Yeah, and he did play on my first uh, CD oh, back in really? the, the mid '90s. Yeah, oh, that's mm-hmm. great. That, yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. So tell us about the so they started to come together, and huh. uh, was it you know since you, I'll ask this because you won the lyric contest was did the lyric come first? For me, a lot of times things come together. I might have a melody idea, but there's usually a, a lyric that is right behind it, or mm-hmm. the lyric might come and the melody's right behind it. Yeah. So they often emerge together. Um, so for me, it was the first two or three lines that started to come out, but they had a melody with them already. So, mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. We've got to share this song with us. Sure. Yeah. Well, my pleasure. Hope I can make it through it. <laughs> me too. If you cry, I'm going to. Okay. Know that. All right. <laughs> I'm the woman in black 
this last week at the uh, 12 Keys Saloon and there wasn't a dry on the house. Um, and we, we've come full circle on the podcast now. Music is therapy. Mm. A very therapeutic song for you to write about. Very cathartic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for mm-hmm. sure. Hard. Hard mm-hmm. to write and hard to share. Mm-hmm. Really didn't think I would ever share it, but when it won the contest, mm-hmm. um, I thought, okay, maybe I, maybe somebody else needs to hear this. Absolutely. I think somebody needs to hear it. Somebody else. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I played it at the Commodore um uh, I don't know, a couple of months ago, right after I uh, won the contest or found out I'd won the contest. And a woman came up to me in tears afterwards and she wow. said, I, I hope you will record that because people need to hear it. She said, I needed to hear it. And are you recording it? Uh, I will. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say yes. We'll I watch will. Yes. <laughs> yes. And of course, they send you this brand new Gibson guitar. So you're going to be playing more guitar these days. Huh? Yes, yeah. absolutely. I'm going to I'm going to get in there. Mm hmm. Yeah, it's a great guitar, and I, I got an AKG microphone, nice. and got a year of uh, songcraft, and some other really nice things. So, Wonderful. you know, if people are on the fence, get on that American Songwriter um, contest, lyric contest, song contest. Um, they're very supportive. It's a great magazine. Check it out. Tracy, thanks for being on the show. Tracy Richardson, remember that name. Thank Listen you, to the Dave. podcast again on The Great Songs, and thank you for being with us. Thank Wishing you, you all so the best. Much. Thank you for joining us on Songwriter Connection. Appreciate it. Thank you for listening to the Songwriter Connection podcast. Find us on social media at Songwriter Connection. Also, listen to Dave Lanahan's Nashville Connections radio show. It streams live every Friday morning on WOBL and WNOI. Look for us on Facebook and YouTube. See you next time on Songwriter Connection. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.